Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are more than enough for me. Jehovah Rapha, you're my by your stripes I am set free. Jehovah Shammah, you are with me. You supply all my needs. You are more than enough, oh She was going to be playing this morning, but she's not feeling good. So certainly thankful Brother Enoch can play multiple things for us this morning. Amen. Let's try. I bless your name, KFC. In prisoner's chains with bleeding stripes, Paul and Silas prayed that and in their pain began to sing their chains were loosed and they were free I bless your name I bless your name I give you honor I give you praise, you are the life, the truth, the way, I bless your name, I bless your name, some midnight hour, if you should find, you're in a prayer. Reach out and praise, defy those chains, and they will fall in Jesus. 
God of the day, still God in the night. Oh, we talk of faith when, oh, we're up on the mountain, but talk comes easy when life's at its best, but it's down in the valley of trials and temptations well, that's where faith is really put to the test for the God on the mountain he's still God in the valley when things go wrong he'll make them right the God of the at its best, but it's down in the valley of trials and temptations, so that's where faith is really put to the test, for the God on the mountain, He's still God in the valley, when things go wrong, He'll make them the God of the good times, so God in the bad times, the God of the day, it's still God in the night, or oh, the God on the mountain, he's still God in the valley, when things go wrong, he'll make them right. For the God on the mountain, He's still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. The God of the good times, He's still God in the bad times. It's still God in the night. Who's been a witness to that? Amen. Amen. I believe we can all say we've been a witness to that. When things look so bleak, that's when he shows up. Amen. Just makes it that much more of a miracle. Amen. Brothers, you don't mind come receive the morning tithing offering at this time. <clears throat> Try to give them all to Jesus. Key of D. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, and broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrow. 
I've learned Trust in God Oh, through it all Through it all I've learned To depend upon His Word Amen He came looking for me, Key of F one night while on life's raging sea it looked as if i would suffer defeat as the blackness of night closed off the light my heart sank with fear oh my desperate cry rang out with fright and all i could when faith all but gone, I met the one who came looking for me. Oh, he came looking for me. Oh, he came looking for me.
Christ was near to rescue my soul. Calm all my fears, now I'm safe from all harm. Since I met the one came looking for me. Oh, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind, victory today is mine. Oh, and joy is mine, joy is mine, joy today. I knew that the Lord would bring me out So I got down on my knees And I said, Lord, help me please I got up shouting victory Oh, and victory is mine Victory is mine Victory today is mine I told Satan claim it. It's already yours. Just claim it. Amen. We'll, uh, an announcement, then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Um, this is the last week to order the shirts. If you want to order the shirts for the youth banquet, you can order through the 15th. Um, so if you could remember, remember that this week. And some of you might remember uh, Nathan Smith. He used to 
fellowship here with us quite a few years ago. Um, Brother Lee told me he's in, uh, he's in pretty bad health, and he just needs a touch from the Lord, and he just needs the Lord in his life. So if you could remember Nathan Smith, um, I know the, he would appreciate it, and the family would appreciate it. It's good to see Brother Basile back in the house of the Lord this morning. The Lord touched him. who want to be here in camp. We know the Lord certainly knows the desire of their hearts, so let's remember them if you would. Very happy to have Brother Daryl Ward here with us today. I got to speak with him for a few minutes, and I guess it's been 11 or 12 years since he's been here, um, but it's good to have him here um, helping our pastor out. We certainly appreciate that, and I uh, spoke to a pastor uh, Friday evening, and he said he's way ahead of schedule. I had to go to the house of horrors, as he calls it, but they said he's way ahead of schedule, so we're very thankful. So let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Amen. Brother Jimmy, if you don't mind, come take us the Lord in prayer this morning. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request? Let us bow. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have to us, Lord, and bringing us together with like precious faith, looking unto you, Lord, giving you glory, giving you thanks for all the many blessings you stored upon us, Lord. Lord, we should come in the house, as David said, Lord, I was happy to go into the house of the Lord, God. Oh, we should be happy, Lord, each time that we come in your presence, knowing, Lord, God, that there is no other place on this earth, Lord, as I was pondering in my mind, Lord, as I see my days grow long and, oh, God, it seems as though our body just to move a little bit slower, Lord, God, I was just thanking you, Lord, for the many blessings, Lord, you stored upon us, Lord, God. But whether we old or young, Lord God, you are good to us all, Lord, and we all should give you praise, honor, and glory, and giving you, oh God, all that we can give, Lord, and lifting you up, Lord God. As we come together, Lord, and hearing the request, Lord, that went out for our brother, Lord, as in desperate need, Lord, you see exactly where he's at, Lord God, and you see exactly what he needs. Oh, God, we pray that you have moved on our brother in a mighty way, Lord God, and give him strength, Lord, give him comfort, Lord. Encourage him, Lord, with your words, knowing, Lord, that is the enemy tactic, Lord, to come and kill, steal, and destroy, Lord. But you tell us in your word, Lord, you come to give us life, and give us life more abundantly, Lord God. Help each one of, the, of, each one of us, Lord God, to, Oh, keep our eyes on the promise, Lord, no matter what the circumstances may look like. Oh, God, we can look and see, oh, God, in many things as David just remind himself, oh, God, how he, oh, God, how he killed the bear and he killed the lion when he hit the face of Goliath. Oh, God, he said that same God, oh, God, that was with him then was with him when he was facing Goliath, Lord. Oh, we should take courage in things like that in our own life, Lord. Knowing, Lord God, you didn't promise us, Lord, a bed of ease, Lord God. But, Lord, you said if as a Christian we will suffer persecution. Oh, God, your son, Lord Jesus, you show us an example, oh God, of what we should do and how we should, uh, oh God, approach every situation, every circumstances that we are facing in this life. The only way to defeat Satan, Lord, is with your word, Lord God. He won't back down for anything else, Lord. 
You can have big muscles. You can have a lot of money. You can have a lot of influence. But the only thing that will defeat Satan, Lord, is your word, Lord. I pray, Lord, if you would just open each one heart, Lord God, and, oh, God, draw each one a little closer, Lord, because I believe, Lord, reading those last days and each one desire, Lord, is to get closer to you, Lord. Each time that we try to get closer, the devil try to bring a little bit more pressure, but that's okay, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing for us, Lord. And as our brother Darrell come, Lord, I'm kind of excited just to see him, Lord. It's been many years since I even seen him, Lord God. But, Lord, no doubt, Lord, he had to ponder and think and ask you, Lord God, to give him a word to bring to the people. He don't know the needs of the people, Lord. He don't know what each one's going through, and oh, God, and what they've been through, Lord God. But he know that he's serving the same God that we are serving, Lord God. Lord, he is still lifting you up, Lord, and doing all that he can do, Lord. I pray that you use our brother in a mighty way. Oh, God, we ask you to continue to help our pastor, Lord. Oh, giving us a good report, Lord, that he'll be way ahead of schedule. Oh, God, we give you that credit, Lord God, because it's you, Lord God, that all healing come through, Lord. Knowing that is life, Lord God, life in the body, Lord. Help us all, Lord God, as we sit tenderly, Lord, and enter into, Lord, your praise with thanksgiving. And, oh, God, giving you glory, Lord, as our brother will come, Lord. Remember the ones that desire to be here and could not be. Remember the ones that may be screaming, Lord God, that want to be here, Lord God, but make your presence known to them where they're at, Lord. Oh, God, we just love you and thank you, Lord. Come once more and bless each one in a mighty way. We give you the glory and honor and the praise because you're worthy of it all. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's sing the chorus. Let's sing this King of Glory, this chorus, as we invite Brother Darrell out this morning just to speak what the Lord's laid upon us are. Oh, King of Glory. just want to be with you, oh, we just want to be with you, oh, yes, King of glory, fill this place, we just want to be with you, oh, we just want to be with you. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Every man will bow down and say you are King. So let's start right now. Why Just want to be with you, oh, 
Wonderful song. You know, if you had a desire to see him, and there was no way for that to happen, how miserable we would be. But I'm so glad that there's a deep that calls unto the deep. If there's something in us longing for more of God, that's the evidence that there's more of God for us to receive. And be living in an hour of such chaos. When everybody says everything is fake news. And men don't know whether they're women and women don't know whether. In this time of such chaos and confusion and fake news. I'm so glad this morning that we've got the good news. Amen. And, and did not he keep his word to us? He said you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. I'm so glad this morning we're not bound by a chain of organization or denomination or some man's opinion or somebody's ideal or some political view or some political correct. I'm so glad this morning he's made us free that we can worship him in spirit and in truth. That he's kept the promises of his word to us. And he's proved himself to be the same yesterday, today and forever. Then that means no matter what, we, what need we have this morning. He's able to meet that need. Amen. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus and just count it an honor to be with you. Hey, buddy, God bless you, brother. Joel, good to see you. It's good to see each one of you. And we just pray the Lord will just speak to us this morning. Amen. And certainly glad to hear Brother Daniel's doing better. And we was glad we was able to, to come and, and uh, help him out this weekend. And so we trust it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of John. We're going to read from John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. And God is so good. Amen. It's just a simple little thought this morning, but it's really the only kind I can bring, but I, I trust it to be a, a blessing to you. But St. John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. 
And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Amen. Believest thou this? Amen. I'm so glad we do. Let us bow our heads. I want to speak to you for just a few minutes this morning on go meet Jesus. Heavenly Father, thy word is true. We commit this congregation, ourself, and this word into your hands for your glory in Jesus' name. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. I want to call your attention back to verse 20 where it says, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Now, I believe that these two sisters that are spoke of here in the scriptures this morning represents everyone that's in this church today. For the way I see it, we can do one or two things. We can do like Martha when she heard that Jesus was come, she got up and went to meet him. Or we can be like Mary and sit still in the house. Because you see, you're going to do one or the other. Jesus said, well, two or three are gathered in my name. I will be in their midst. You know, many people come to church for many different reasons. Some young people come to church because their parents make them. People come for different reasons when they come to church. But I want you to know that when he comes, when he comes, he comes in the power of his resurrection. Amen. He sends healing in the form of his word. He comes to pour out the Holy Ghost. He comes to fulfill every promise that he's made to the believer. He comes to bring deliverance. He comes to bring healing. He comes to bring forgiveness. He comes to bring joy unspeakable and full of glory. And when Jesus comes, the tempest power is broken. And when he comes, we can either get up and go meet him or you can sit still in the house. But I say to you this morning, let's not sit still. He's here. His word says he's here. Let's get up and step out and possess what belongs to us. This is our day. This is our hour. This is our time to shine in the sun. Luther had his day. He fulfilled it. Wesley had his day. He fulfilled it. Pentecost with the restoration gifts, they had their day. They fulfilled it. But this is our day. And I believe God's got a people on the earth today that will fulfill the word spoken in the hour that we're now living in. Amen. The promises of God's word for the believer, they belong to us. Jesus Christ died to secure every blessing of the word of God for you this morning. It's in your possession. Amen. The promises of God's word for the believer, they belong to us. And I say, let the devil rob you of none of them. Like the sister that was in the communist country. Uh, they wasn't allowed to have church. And so the baker out in the, in the village, he was a secret believer also. And so they would bake a certain kind of bread. And the believers knew what bread to ask for. And they would buy the bread and break the bread. And at the breaking of the bread was the revelation of where they would meet Jesus for church that evening. So the sister goes and buys the bread and she breaks the bread. And she finds out where the service is going to be. And on the way to church, she runs into a soldier with a bayonet and he stops her in the street and he says, where are you going? And she said, my brother died and I'm going for the reading of the will. 
as she goes to church and they have singing and they have shouting and they have foot washing and communion and somebody gets healed and somebody gets delivered and somebody gets saved and oh my, somebody got happy and spoke in tongues and somebody danced in this morning. I like church services like that. I don't want some old dead church service when I don't know whether I've been or not. But when I go to the house of God and I leave, I want to know my heart's burning within me. I want to know that I met him there because he said he would be there. Come on, somebody. Amen. We don't have to have a dead service. We saw the living God this morning. Amen. And on the way home, she was singing the song you were singing. Victory is mine. Healing is mine. Joy is mine. All mine. And she ran into the same soldier. And he stopped her again and he said, what did your brother leave you? And she said, oh, he left me everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every redemptive blessing belongs to the believer. I said, let's let the devil rob us of none of it. I say, let's get up and go meet Jesus. You see, he's the answer to every problem. Donald Trump ain't the answer. Joe Biden ain't the answer. But Jesus Christ is the answer. There's a hook right there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You say, I'm sick. Then get up and go meet him. I'm discouraged. Then get up and go meet him. You see, all Mary knew was that death had come to their house. Sorrow and fear had all come to their house. You know, fear is a terrible thing. Amen. Even now, you see, I saw somebody yesterday come in at 85, a woman driving by herself in the car with all the windows rolled up wearing a mask. <laughs> Fear is a terrible thing. Here not long ago, I was pointing to the bank and there was two men sitting there with the windows rolled up with masks on. I texted my wife. I said, either they're scared of COVID or they're fixing to rob this place. <laughs> all right. Amen. But you see, Mary, that's all she knew, that death and sorrow and fear had all come to their, into her house. But Martha caught a revelation that caused her to get up. Amen. Amen. You see, in our Bible story this morning, death had struck the home of Mary and Martha. And no doubt they thought, how could this happen to us? Jesus is our friend. He slept in our spare room. He sat at our table. We're message believers. We've left everything to follow him. How could this sorrow come to us? How could the doctor's report be so bad? We're his people. We should never have trials. We should never have troubles. Every day should be blue skies and smooth sailing. Every day should be a picnic. Well, I like a nice picnic. Those are real nice thoughts. They are a good thoughts. Just... Amen. But the problem of it is, Jesus never promised that. He never said we wouldn't cry. He never said we wouldn't have sorrow. He never said we wouldn't suffer. He never said we wouldn't get sick. He never said we wouldn't bury loved ones. Come on, somebody. He never promised smooth sailing. He never said there wouldn't be storms. He never said that. But he did say, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Then no matter what we face this morning, we do not face it alone, Abraham. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes God allows things to come into our lives so that he can come to us and show us just how great he is. 
You may have a great cancer. You may have, have, have a great problem. Have a great trial. I'm not belittling that. I'm not belittling that at all. But I have come to tell you, no matter how great your problem is, our God is greater. Amen. I'm not taking a lot of suffering. We have real tears. If y'all don't cry real tears, I'm moving down here. We cry real tears. We have real suffering. Real pain. Amen. I know what it is to have back pain and that nerve pain shooting down your legs like fire. Oh my. You pray to get out of the car and pump gas so you can get home. Real pain. Real tears. By the real God who's bigger than all of it. Amen. You see Mary and Martha in this great time of sorrow and in this great time of need, it was the darkest hour. That was Mary and Martha left alone. Their mother and father was gone. And no doubt they thought, you know, that their brother would take care of them. He would, he would be the breadwinner. He would be the security. He would keep the home in order. They could look up to him. He would guide them and direct them. But now he was gone and they were left alone. Just them two girls. The brother was gone and they sat in sackcloth and black veils and weeping and mourning over the brother. It was their darkest hour. But the prophet of God said, that's when he shows up. Oh, that's just the way he does it, brother. It may be the, your darkest hour right now, but Jesus comes along just in the darkest hour. Ain't that true, Sister LaDonna? Just in the darkest hour. Prophet said, think of it. It was the darkest hour of that woman with the blood issue had ever seen. Spent all her money, 12 years of bleeding, and it would not stop. Then Jesus come along. Jairus, it was the darkest hour that he had ever seen. His little daughter lay dead. Then Jesus came along. Peter and him on that boat that night when 10,000 demons swore they drowned him. It was their darkest hour. It looked like they were going down the sores. The oars were broke. The sails were torn. The boat was filled with water. It was in a category seven hurricane if there's such a thing. But in that darkest hour, then Jesus came along. You say, Brother Darrell, I tell you, that's, that's good for them, but you don't understand. I'm really in the dark hour right now. I, I don't know what to do. I've got this boy it's driving me. I don't know what to do. Well, you know what I'd do if I was you? I'd get ready for my visitation. That's when he always comes. It was the darkest hour that when Martha. Is that not true? It was that dark hour that Martha got word that Jesus had come. You see, Martha realized the answer to her sorrow, the answer to her darkness, the answer to her fear was Jesus. She realized God had a way provided and Jesus was the answer for everything she was going through. He was the answer then, he's the answer now, and if there's a tomorrow, he will be the answer tomorrow. So when she got word that he had come, she got up and went and met him. It reminds me of blind Bartimaeus sitting there on the rock of the walls of Jericho. And he wore a beggar's robe that identified him as a blind beggar. And sitting there in the sun trying to get a few pennies. He got to thinking about his life. You know, I think sometimes it's good if we just slow down 
and remember. You remember? You remember where he found you? You remember that night? You remember that service? Remember that time he come to you and healed you? Amen. You remember when you didn't know no way out and he made that way? Sometimes it's good to remember. We get so busy living. We forget what it is we're living for. People strive so hard to be rich and to be famous and to be popular. And look where it leads those folks that do that. Young women, young boys will sell their souls out for popularity. And where is it going to get them? Amen. Look what, look what, look, look what popularity done to Miley Cyrus. Katie Spade and people spend money to buy her pocketbooks. Hung herself in a hotel room. Robin Williams made the world laugh. Hung himself. It does not lead to life. It leads to death. Amen. And he got to thinking. He got to remembering. He got to thinking about his doves that he once had. And he thought, what happened to those doves? I, I used them to do tricks and get pennies. And what happened? To, I, I remember. My little girl got sick. And I went out behind the house and I began to pray to Jehovah. And I said, Father, my, my little girl's sick. Don't take her from me, Lord. I need her. I see the world through her eyes. She sees these things in clouds and tells me what they look like. And I smell a flower and she describes it to me. So I know what it is that I'm smelling. And Father, don't take her from me. If you let her get well, I'll give you my doves. And she got well. And he kept his promise. Don't make a promise to God unless you intend to keep it. And it wasn't long after that that his wife got sick. And he went behind the house and he said, Lord, don't take my little queen from me. I need her, Lord. She cooks for me. She keeps my clothes clean. And she puts my fork and my spoon and my cup exactly the same place every time so I can find it. She brings me such comfort. Don't take her from me, Lord. If you let her live, I'll give you my lamb. And she got well. And he kept his promise. And he was taking the lamb down to sacrifice. He read it to the priest. He said, where goest thou, Bartimaeus? He said, I'm going to give God my lamb. He said, you can't do that. You need that lamb to help you get around. He said, here, take this money. Go buy a lamb and give it to God. He said, but I never promised God a lamb. I promised God this lamb. And if I give God this lamb, he will provide a lamb for my eyes. And sitting there, thinking on these things, he began to hear a noise. He said, hey, would someone please tell me what's going on? And someone said, it's Jesus of Nazareth, the Lamb of God. He's come. 
And when blind Bartimaeus heard that the Lamb has come, the provided way, he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And someone said, hey! Hold you, we don't act like that around here. If we get happy, we just nod our head. We just kind of raise our hand a little bit. We don't want to know that screaming, shouting, tongue-talking people around here. So you know what he did? He cried the louder. Oh. I'm not going to let the critics silence my praise. I don't know about you, friends. I've got something to praise him about. He opens the eyes of the blind and he makes the lame walk. I know he does. I've witnessed it in my own family. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got something to shout about. We've got something to rejoice about. The world is going crazy. The world, this nation is damned for judgment. But we're not a part of that. We're going up, amen. Hallelujah. Someone said, hey, 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 hold your peace. But he cried the louder. You see, it wasn't his voice that stopped Jesus. The prophet said he's 150 yards away. He would have never heard his voice. But what stopped him? What stopped Jesus? It was his faith. And if his faith stopped Jesus, your faith can stop him this morning. The Bible says that Jesus stood still. And they said he stopped. The master stopped. And he's calling for you. Now, blind Barnabas is left with this decision that every one of us is left with this morning. Either sit still on this rock or get up and go meet him. He's left with the same decision you're left with this morning. And the Bible said that he... Casting away his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. He got up and went and met Jesus. But notice, when did he cast the robe off? Not when he healed his eyes, not when his eyes come open, before he ever saw a lick. God, give me that kind of faith before I ever see one evidence of my healing. I'm shouting the victory. He cast away that blind beggar's robe because he said, I'm not going to need it anymore. Can you see what he saw this morning? He was blind as blind can be, yet he saw more than 99% of the people standing around him. He saw a lamb provided. Oh, can you this morning rise and step toward the promised word for your day? Cast off fear. Cast off asthma. Cast off high blood pressure. Cast off back trouble. I don't need an arthritis robe. I don't need a depression robe. I don't need a glaucoma robe. I've got a lamb provided this morning. Oh, glory to God. That's God's way made for us, the prophet said. God's provided ways to go meet Jesus. That's right. Always. Got sorrow in your home? Go meet Jesus. Got sickness in your home? Go meet Jesus. Got heartache in your home? Go meet Jesus. Go meet him. Hallelujah. If you've got a need for anything, Somebody say anything. If you've got a need for anything, go meet Jesus. He's got all the remedy and everything. Then the prophet said, he ain't got the remedy. He's got the cure. 
Amen. Then if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then if God provided a way for blind Bonhomus to see Jesus. Then there has to be a way for us to do it in the day we're living in. Is that not right? Because he's no respect of persons. So in order to meet him, you've got to know where he's at. If I told you, meet me in Atlanta tomorrow and I'll buy you the biggest steak in Atlanta. What's the next thing you're going to say? Where at? <laughs> so in order to meet him, you've got to know where he's at in the day you're living in. Everybody can look back and see where he was. Everybody can look forward and see where he's going to be. But very few can see where he's at now. So in order to meet him, you've got to know where he's at. He said, a little while, the world will see me no more. But ye shall see me. How? How, Lord? How will I see you? You see, if there's a biblical question, there has to be a biblical answer. So Jesus said, a little while, the world will see me no more. But you shall, not could be, not hope so, not maybe, you shall see me. Then how, Lord? How will I see you? Then he answers it. He answers the question. For I'll be with you even in you. Then where's he at? Oh my. Feel the people pull back already. Where's he at? Where did he say he would be in this hour? Little while the world will see me no more, but ye shall see me, for I'll be with you even in you, oh God. Open our eyes to see that it's here now. You say, oh brother, I, I want to see Jesus. But you can only see him in the manifestation of his word that's promised in the hour that you're living in. In other words, what are you saying? I'm simply saying this. When you see the word for your hour being manifested, you have found Jesus. For he is the word. You see, if those doors open and somebody come through there dragging a cross, blood pouring out of their body, women would scream, men would faint. And that ain't even Jesus. I'm sorry. Oh, that might make you cry a little bit. But that ain't Jesus. You say, how could you say that? Because he's already done that. He's already fulfilled that. But if you can catch the revelation when your brother, when your sister, when your husband, when your wife, when your son that's got the Holy Ghost, when they walk in and sit down beside you, that's the Christ for your day manifested. For he is in his people. Did not the prophet of God preach that to us? God in his universe? God in his people? Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. The vine does not bear the fruit. The vine only purges and the branch and the branch bears the fruit. The beauty of the Bible said when he was here that he had no beauty that we should desire him. Where is his beauty? It's in his people. Nobody walks up to a grapevine and says, my God, what a beautiful vine. But you do say, wow, look at them grapes. Because the beauty of the vine is the fruit thereof. 
Therefore, the only way Jesus could speak tonight, the prophet said, would be through my lips or your lips, my hands or your hands, my life or your life. I am the vine and you are the branches. He doesn't bear the fruit anymore. He just purges his church and the church bears the fruit. Then what kind of fruit would it bear? The life that was in him would be in his church. Making him the same yesterday and forever. It'll bear the same kind of life that he bore when he was here. Is that not true? He's here in the person of the Holy Spirit, the prophet said. I'm the vine, you're the branches. The vine does not bear the fruit. The prophet said your lips is his lips. When you're energized, your hands is his hands. When you're energized. Listen, how do you know what life is in the vine? How do you know all vines practically look the same? So how do you know? You look at the fruit. The fruit will tell you the life that's in the vine. Then if we claim to be the church of the living God, Jesus Christ manifested, then what kind of fruit should we bear? The same fruit he bear, making St. John 14, 12 a reality. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the works I do, shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Your lips is his lips when you're energized. Your hands is his hands when you're energized from the vine. And Christ is the life vine of his church. And each member is the branch of his church. The world again falling apart. His ministry is in his bride, which is his body. We are his body on the earth today. You mean we all had to wear those masks, don't you? Oh, my Lord. You know, I, I flew a little bit during the pandemic. When you go to check in at Delta, you had to stand six foot behind the person in front of you that was checking in. So then you checked in, had to have a mask on, boarded the plane, and the six, oh God, the person you were standing six foot behind was sitting beside your elbow. And they say we're crazy. I seen a guy in Atlanta had his entire head tattooed, including his eyes. And people were staring at him and he got mad. And I thought, what do you expect? You think I'm just gonna look at that and walk by? <laughs> and then they say we're crazy. <laughs> oh well. Where was that? Oh, yeah, the mask. <laughs> so we had to wear these masks. And I was going somewhere to preach, and I stopped in to get gas, and went in to get me some tater chips and Coke, and that's the reason I look the way I do, but that's another sermon for another day. And so I go in, and I'm standing by the tater chip rack, and this guy walks in. Now, I didn't know him, but the lady behind the cash register, she knew this guy. And so she was ringing up steps, and she goes, why, John, you've changed your mask. I guess he must have wore American flag for six months and he finally got the South Carolina seal. I don't know, but he changed his mask. Well, when she said that, it just struck me like, I about shouted past those tater chips. 
Because you see, that's exactly what he's done in this hour. Oh God. The God that was veiled behind the mask of Jesus is now veiled behind his body called the bride. Making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's just changed his mask. The prophet said, question that seals. The bride will be the flesh and bones of Christ. Bone of his flesh, bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit. Then where is he at? Your hands is his hands if they're energized. Oh, I, I was in Nicaragua a few years ago. About 600 people was going to have a prayer line that night, but it was just too many. I thought we'll be here all night. So I thought instead of just having a prayer line, we just lay hands on one another. And so there's about 600, 700 people there. About halfway back on the end was the sister. And I told the, the people, I said, now just lay hands on one another. And we'll just have one prayer for everybody. Well, just as I started to pray, I looked back and I saw that sister. And something spoke to my heart and said, go lay your hand on her. So I jumped down off the platform, went back, put my hand up in her hand. And we prayed. Well, when church was over, the sister wanted to talk to me. And she said, tonight, when you told the people to lay hands on one another, she said, nobody laid hands on me. And she said, it hurt me. And she said, I thought, Lord, what's wrong with me? That nobody would want to lay their hands on me. And she said, I began to cry. And said, a voice spoke to me and said, I'll lay my hand on you. I said that voice no sooner spoke than you put your hand in my hand. Now am I Jesus? Of course not. But I believe he used me to touch her like he'll use you to touch your neighbor. Come on somebody. When are we going to grow up and realize who we are? Even my grandson, his name is Aiden. He's one year old. Means little fire. Oh brother. One year old. And he goes through the house with this little walker going, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. One year old. And he knows who he is. Some of us are 60 year old and don't have a clue. I'm talking spiritually speaking. We need to come to understand. We're not going to be. The prophet said, I didn't come to mix up a doctrine. I come to straighten one out. To get away from this fear and this scare. That you don't know who you are. You're not going to be. But you are now sons and daughters of God. You always were sons and daughters of God. He didn't send the prophet to tell us who Brother Branham was. He sent the prophet to tell you who you are. With bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit. Then where is he at? He's right here with us now. Just like he said he would be. Well, let's go back to Mary just for a minute. Jesus said to Martha, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Martha, do you believe this? Do you believe this? And she said, Yea, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had spoke that revelation, she went her way. Verse 28. Notice this. She went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly. You see, this message that he was here wasn't for everybody that was in the house. But it was to the blood kin. 
Well, glory to God. About 8 o'clock tonight, you'll say, oh yeah. It was a secret message. It wasn't for everybody. Is there not enough people right here in Covington to fill this church? That you'd have to put church, where are they at? But Martha went to Mary, who was blood kin. Her sister secretly, the Bible says, saying, Mary, the master is come. And he calls for thee. And as soon as Mary heard that, the Bible said she rose quickly and came to Jesus. You see, Martha, the church, the woman tops the church. Can you say amen to that? Martha, the church comes to Mary with the message of the hour. While Mary was still sitting in the house. And she said, Mary, listen to me. I know you're hurting. I know you have sorrow. I know you feel depressed. I know you're nervous. I know you feel like your world's caving in. But listen, Mary. Listen. He's here. He's here. He's here. And as soon as that revelation struck her heart, she rose quickly and went out to meet him. It broke the same reaction out of Mary that it did Martha when the revelation struck on me, man. Listen to me, saints of God. I know it's a nervous time, an unusual time, a dark time, a time of evil, a time of unrest. But listen. He's here. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. God's body united as bride being one, him and Christ together as the spirit working in the flesh of his church like it worked in the flesh of Jesus Christ because it's a part of his body. Twain, not twain, but one. They are one. A husband and wife is no longer two, but one. And Christ and his body is one. And the same spirit that was in Christ is in his bride. His body. And that unites them together with all the word. And God living in there himself. God living in there himself manifested. You see all God was he poured into Christ. And Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And all Christ is he's poured into the church. And the church is the mystery of Jesus Christ. She can tell you where he's at. Amen. Can I have just a few more minutes? It's the same today. Listen, this, this quote, it brought tears to my eyes when I read it. Listen to this. It's the same as it is today. There's many people today that love the Lord. And they don't realize. You can tell them about it. And yet they can't recognize that he's alive forevermore. And that he's here in this church this morning. That he's in the midst of us. Good people that love the Lord. But they can't recognize his presence. Brother Biscoe told me one time. It always stuck with me. I was just a young man. But Brother Biscoe told me. He said, Brother. He always called me Brother Dale. I never had so much respect for him. I never corrected him. I just answered him. But he said, Brother Dale. He said, Christ will be just as real to you. As your faith can declare him to be. That's why some people come to church every service and see Jesus. And some come and never see Him. Because their faith 
cannot declare that he's here. Oh, God, help us this morning. Good people who love not drunks, not gamblers. Good people who love the Lord. But they can recognize. Oh, God, help us this morning. He's in the midst of us and will be till he comes in a physical, corporal body. Got heartache in your home? Go meet Jesus. Got a need for anything? Go meet Jesus. He's got all the remedy, everything there is. They said he ain't got the remedy. He's got the cure. And when Mary caught this revelation that he was there, she got up and went and met him. And I say to you this morning, why sit ye here in the house? Just get up and go meet. I'm not talking about running the aisle. You want to run the aisle? Run the aisle. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about letting your faith go to believe for the impossible. Well, brother, the doctor says it's so bad. Listen to me. I got respect for doctors. I worked with them for 18 years in surgery. I've did all kinds of operations, thousands of operations. I've operated on people I went to church with. I used to tell them, I know you inside and out. <laughs> and I believe in doctors. Don't you? But when the doctor says they can't help me, I know another doctor who can. They told me my daughter couldn't live. He said she could. They told me my daughter would never see again. He said she could. They told me she'd never walk again. He said she could. Oh, hallelujah. So who are you going to believe? As for me in my house, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Does he keep his word, Brother Chris? He keeps his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Why sit you in the house? Let's get up and go meet him for whatever need we have. He can meet that need this morning. Listen, I thank God for every miracle that we have on tape. Don't you? Be able to put on that tape and listen to Brother Bam say, you're so-and-so from a certain, certain city and you're so from a certain, certain thing and, and you're here for someone else. That's a little boy. He's not here. He's from another country. And to see God move, it's It's wonderful. But I'm so glad. The great things that God done in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s. I'm so glad for that. But I stand here this morning and I'm so happy to know that I don't have to look back to 1965 and see what he done. But that same God is doing things right now. He's working through his body on the earth right now, making St. John 14, 12 a reality. Amen. Just for a couple of minutes, just to share with you, I had nothing to do with it. I was just there when it happened. But I'm a witness of his majesty. I was in Alton, Missouri, and a woman came up dragging the whole right side of her body just like this. And her mouth was pulled up towards her ear. And she came up to me. She said, I want you to pray for me. I've had a 
stroke. Pray for me. I had a stroke. So I prayed for her. And guess what? She turned around, drug herself off. Thought I was going to say something different, didn't you? And the devil said, see there? She come up for help and you couldn't help her. You know what I told the devil? I'm not the healer. I'm not the healer. Jesus Christ is the healer. He told me, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I did what I'm supposed to do. The rest is up to him. So a year later, I was down there. They had a place, they called it the multi-purpose building. Having an Elijah room like you all did. I appreciate that room. is really nice. That bed, oh my. I didn't want to get out of it this morning. And I was down there in the multi-purpose building and this lady come in, this sister came in carrying deer meat. And she went out, come in carrying green beans. Went out, come in carrying my... I said, do I know you? She said, yes, you do. I said, was you here last year when I was here? She said, yes, I was. I said, didn't you come up with the right side of your body paralyzed from a stroke? She said, yes, I did. I said, you're doing real good now. She said, yes, I am. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was in Delta, Pennsylvania. And a sister by the name of Sister Betty had glaucoma. And it was so bad, she had to wear sunglasses to church because the lights hurt her eyes. And she come up for prayer. And the saints of God prayed for Sister Betty. She had an appointment the next morning with an eye specialist. And Sister Betty goes to the eye specialist on Monday morning after being prayed for on Sunday at church. And the doctor examined her eyes. You know what he said? He said, whoever sits you here needs their eyes examined. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. I was in Oregon at Brother Rich Cobbs and I shared that testimony. There's a brother sitting in the back with cataracts on both his eyes. And he said, Lord, if you can heal Sister Betty's eyes of glaucoma, you can heal my eyes of cataracts. And they fell off of his eyes while he was sitting there. I was in Cottonwood, Arizona, and a woman had a tumor on her chest, and she's putting some kind of oil, some kind of ointment on it. And that night, I was just doing like I am right now, just sharing a few things that I've seen the Lord do. And she was just worshiping God and praising God. Never came up for prayer, never asked for prayer. Went home, took her blouse off to put some ointment on it. The tumor had disappeared during the service. It was completely gone. That's the God we serve. Oh God, I was in France and this woman come to church. Her hair was shorter than mine. Big old earrings and pants come in on a cane. She was a Catholic. They invited her to the service. And that night I preached a little message on for the sake of one, what God would do for one soul. And I left the platform as I was going out and I just put my hand on top of her and she had it on the cane and I said, I just, she didn't understand English. I don't understand French. I barely understand English. <laughs> Somebody said, you know a foreign language? I said, yeah, English is foreign to me. <laughs> and so I just laid my hand on top of hers. And I said, Father, this poor woman's probably had a rough life. Don't know a whole lot. Don't speak her language, Lord. Just something like that, just a prayer. I said, Lord, just if I can find favor in your sight, just take her off that cane. And she don't have, to, don't have to use it no more. And I just went on. And on the way home, Brother David Myers, who I was preaching for, he said, what did you say to that lady? And I told him just what I told you. And the next morning, she shows up for church. And she wants to testify. And she said, I got up this morning. 
And I didn't need my cane. I was there in March of 20, right before the pandemic broke, or February, right before the pandemic broke. And I saw that sister. And since that time, she's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Gave her heart to the Lord. She was wearing skirts. Her hair was way down to her shoulders. And she was vacuuming the church. <laughs> Woo! I said, every time I see you, you're getting younger and younger. I was in my backfield working and a brother, a brother tester from North Carolina called me. He said, Brother Darrell, said my boy down here in Georgia, my grandson, said he's got an incurable skin disease. Said it's horrible, Brother Darrell. Said he's broke out from the head to the tops of his toes. It's just nothing but a solid rash. He said, would you pray the Lord to touch that, my grandson? I said, well, let's just agree together, brother. So me and him both praying on the phone. I was in my backfield working. Three days later, I was still back there working. <laughs> and the phone rung, and it was him. I said, hello. He goes, brother Daryl. He said, my boy just sent me a picture. said, he's got brand new baby skin. There ain't a rash on him. That's the God we serve, friends. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I give you three more? <laughs> we was in church about a month ago on a Wednesday night. Sister Ruth Garland was sitting in the back. I was preaching on a little message, at thy word, let down the net. And as I turned to, like, you know, you, I get nervous, I walk, and as I turned to go back, there was people in the back, it was Sister Wanda and her husband, Sister Bernie, and it was Sister Ruth's granddaughter, and they was going. And I stopped preaching, I said, Brother Donnie, Someone's sick, they need prayer. So I told the church to bow their head. Me and Brother Donnie went up. When we got up there, Sister Abby, who's a physician's assistant, had a hold of her hand, said, there's no pulse. And she was making a gurgling song, sound. It's called an agno. It's A-G-N-A-G-N-A-O-A-L. Ag agno respirations. You can look it up. It's a sound when the brain, when the heart stops beating, the brain has five minutes before it starts to die. So the brain will actually try to make the body breathe. And it makes a gurgling. I'm not talking about death rattles now. That's something completely different. But it's like a gurgling sound. And it's the brain trying to make the body breathe. And Sister Ruth was doing that. And her daughter just had her up in her arms. She was just laying there lifeless. Sister, uh, Brother Jeremy Asher, that's Sister LaDonna's cousin. Is that right? He was right in front of me. He said, he said, I was looking at her. He said, I told Wendy. He said, Wendy, she ain't breathing. It's bad. And the church just prayed a simple prayer. There wasn't no whirlwind come through the building. There wasn't no lightning flashing. Just a simple prayer. And when the time the church said amen, Sister Ruth was patting her daughter on the shoulder smiling. They took her to the doctor. They run all kinds of tests. And at 5.30 the next morning, the doctor came to Sister Sandy, which is Ruth's daughter, and said, Sandy, we have no explanation to what happened to your mother. And she said, I know what happened. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, friends. Jonas Hildebrandt was up in, up in Canada. He had had so many, cold country up there, and so many sinus operations, they cut all the nerves. He couldn't smell. And he come through a prayer line. I said, Brother Jonas, you take this handkerchief 
And when the Lord heals your sinuses, where you can smell again, you let me know, send it back to me. I was in a hotel room. 1.30 in the morning, something like that. My phone goes, bzz, bzz, bzz. So I got up and I looked at it. It was Brother Jonas. He said, are you awake? And I said, yep. He said, can I call you? I said, sure. So he called me and said, Brother Darrell, I don't know where you're at. I don't know even know what time it is. He said, but all I know is, Brother Darrell, said, I was coming home from church tonight. He said, guess what? I said, what? He said, I smell a skunk. <laughs> I thought that's just like Jesus. When he touches you, it's so sweet. Even the skunk smells good. I was in Chewbacca, Alaska. And there's a young girl came up, about 21 year old, 22, something like that. She said, Brother Darrell, I'm an alcoholic. Said, I have tried everything to quit drinking. And I cannot quit drinking. Said, I've been through the nine-step program three different times. And I stay clean for a while, and I end up drunk again. She said, I got a little boy. I don't even know who the father is. She said, I've tried everything, and I cannot Quit drinking. And I said, sis, have you tried Jesus? I said, just give that problem to him and take his freedom. You're free from it. And we began to pray. I'll never forget it as I closed. She began to scream to the top of her lungs. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Oh, saints of I was just out here about a year or so ago. She came up to me. She said, Brother Dow, it's been two years and I'm still sober. You see? Who the Son makes free is free indeed. Is that true? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same Jesus that met them can meet you this morning for whatever you have need of. High blood, low blood, no blood. He opens the eyes of the blind. He causes the lame to walk. And he raises the dead. He takes drunks, makes preachers out of them. Takes young people with terrible attitudes. And makes, sets them on fire for Jesus Christ. You know, I read a story. Of a man who read a book about Diamonds. And it so moved him. He wanted to find diamonds. He got so caught up in diamonds. Addicted to finding diamonds. You know, there's a young person come up the other day up in Ohio. He said, Brother I'm addicted to drugs. And I said, listen, buddy, there's nothing wrong with being addicted. He looked at me. I said, it's what you're addicted to. So you take that desire for those drugs and put it on Jesus Christ and see where you'll be a year from now. But this man was so addicted to fire, he ended up losing his family, he lost his farm, he lost everything, and he died on the street a beggar and never found one diamond. The man who bought his property was plowing in the field behind his house and struck a rock. And one of the biggest diamond mines of South Africa was found on that man's property. The thing he had looked for, longed for, and desired and thought he had to lose everything to find it. It was in his backyard the whole time. 
Why seek ye the living among the dead? The world around us is dying, friends. The ship, the USA ship is sinking. You young people got to get off this boat. It, I'm sorry. It will not float much longer. She's going down. It's been prophesied. It will. Do you love? I love America. I was 16 year old. My parents signed for me. I joined the army. I went on active duty at 17. Up here at North Carolina, 18th Airborne Corps. The America I love. It's not the same anymore. But here we have no continuing city. But we're seeking one. You got a heartache in your home? Go meet Jesus. Got sickness? Go meet him. Well, Brother Darrell, what, what, what if I tried it don't work? It'll never work with that attitude. Why don't you just let go and let God. Let's bow our heads. I, I pray I've not kept you long. If I have, forgive me. Oh, Father God. Lord Jesus, this morning. I believe you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. You're the light in the darkness, Lord. Even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working, Lord. You never stop working. Lord, we love you this morning. And Father, I'm aware in a congregation of this size, Lord, there's needs here, God. And Lord, they, they're no different, Lord, than what they were in Alton, Missouri, what they were up in Oregon, what they were in France. You met your people there, Lord. You can meet them here in Georgia this morning. You said you would be in our midst, Lord, to do exceedingly above all that we'd ever asked for, that we could ever hope for. You said, a little while the world will see me no more, but ye shall see me. For I'll be with you, even in you. And Father, I believe that this morning to be the truth. Lord, they some Church of Christ boys tried to tell me that you don't move no more. That you don't heal no more. But Lord, I told them, I said, your God may be weak and puny and can't heal. But my God still heals. You still, oh God, you still open blinded eyes and make the lame walk. I believe that, Lord. And Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus this morning, whatever the needs would be, may the people, may their faith rise up, Lord, and go meet you. We don't have to carry that problem back out of here, Lord. We don't have to carry that fear back out of here, Lord. We don't have to carry that besetting sin back out that door this morning. We can lay it here at your feet and walk away free. For you said, Lord, we could be free. When you died that day at Calvary, every prison door came open. And we could step out free. Oh, God, I pray this morning, Lord, that you touch the hearts of your people, Lord. Grant it, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. If you're here this morning, you have a need. Maybe it's oppression, a fear, depression. Maybe it's a financial trouble, marital trouble, physical trouble, sickness, whatever it would be this morning. There's not a need in this building that's greater than our God. And if you can believe this morning, does not the Bible teach us all things are possible to them that believe? And I believe that that's not just a song that we sing, but I believe that's a revelation of his word. And if you're here this morning and you have a need, would you just stand to your feet and just raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm stepping out by faith this morning to meet you for this need. Lord, my wife don't know what it is. My husband don't know what it is. Oh, God.
But whatever it would be this morning, Lord, I'm stepping out by faith this morning and I'm claiming my healing. If you're here, just stand to your feet this morning. Say, Lord, I stand, Lord, I believe this morning. I'm going out to meet you by faith that this problem in my life, Lord, that this thing in my life, Lord, that you're going to take care of it for me. Oh, my. Everyone in the church. Here's what I want you to do this morning. Just reach over and lay hold of the person beside you. Brother to brother, sister to sister, family, whatever it would be. Just lay your hand on them this morning, will you? We allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you today. That person beside you standing, they may have a great need. Maybe some stood just because others stood, but maybe that person beside you has a real need this morning. And your prayer may be the difference between life and death. For there could be an accident out on the highway waiting on us this afternoon. We don't know, friends. None of us has a promise for tomorrow. But while we're here today, let us work. I know how fast your family can change in 15 minutes' time. It'll never be the same again. But while we're here in His presence... Open your heart and let the Lord use you to pray for that person that you got your hand on. Maybe they're thinking about walking away. Maybe they're thinking about just giving up. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're waiting on a doctor's report that's not even come in yet. They'll get it this week. It may be bad news. But right now, while we're in His presence, I know He's here. Would you pray for that person you got your hand on? Don't just say a prayer. But pray from your heart. Ask God to do something for them. You see, we're a body. We need one another. It's Christ in me serving you. And it's Christ in you helping me. That's the way He worked it. We're a body. We need one another. Would you pray now with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning, God. We believe you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And oh God, what a difference it made, Lord, when Mary caught that revelation that you were there. And Lord, we know the end of the story that Lazarus went home with them sit down at their table and ate because that's the kind of God that you are you stepped into the darkness Lord to call us to your light oh Father I pray this morning for my brother for my sister that's here Lord God I, 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 I don't know Lord I don't know what their need is I don't have to know you know everything this morning Lord I pray in the name of Jesus by the same anointing that raised my Lord from the grave. 
May it move, dear God, upon every need in this building today. May the weak be made strong. May the sick be made well. May the lost be found, God. May those that need a revival, may it strike their hearts this morning, Lord. And those that Satan's trying to sift, God. Oh, God, I pray this morning, may his scheme be broken, Lord. Granted, I pray today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you come in a great way to every heart, Lord. God, may we not be like those that love you, Lord, and fail to recognize, but we cry out to you today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, may you move, God, for each need, for my brother, for my sister, Lord. That when we leave the building, may we testify of your goodness, Lord. Grant it today, God, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I commend them into your hands for your glory. Do something wonderful for them, Lord. Credit God, I pray. The same one who gave my daughter back to me. May you move for them this morning, Lord. For our children, Lord. For our husbands, for our wives, our sons, our daughters. For our pastor, Lord. May you move this morning, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because he first loved me, singing, oh, how I love you. God bless you, saints. How I love Jesus, oh, how I love you. testimonies in there. Amen. I don't want to be one just to sit and wait. I want to go and do my part. Amen. Let's try it. Key of F, I will praise the Lord. I know we do it a lot, but 
love this chorus. Oh, I will praise the Lord. Yes, I will praise the Lord. No matter what tomorrow brings or what it has in store, I, I will praise the Lord. Yes, I, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. No matter what tomorrow brings, what it has in store, I this morning. Any visitors, may God bless you. Anybody streaming, may the Lord bless you as well. Service will be back at 4.30 this afternoon. Be in prayer for the service. Key of D, casting all my cares. So I'm casting all my cares on you. Oh, I know you love me. by blood Oh, that's the greatest love story Oh, for restoration for redemption That's what seven angels in a cloud testify My Redeemer is no longer dead And He's coming back for you and me so I'm casting all my cares on you Cause I know you love me 